to the Shrink Think Podcast. I'm Aaron. And I'm Nathan, and we're both licensed professional counselors in Oregon, here to open up our lives and minds with you. We are your companion on the journey to grow your healthcare practice, yourself, and your relationships. To get you started, we've got a free email course on our website, shrinkthinkpodcast.com forward slash course, with practical steps on overcoming your fear and anxiety. Thank you for joining us on the Shrink Think Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to the Shrink Think Podcast. We are excited to be here again today, always bringing you fresh new content. We really love being here. We love sharing with you about what some of our clients tell us that has been impactful for them or with things that they wish they knew. We are getting ready as we record this to go to a conference over on the East Coast and uh, share some more about uh, this uh I guess you could say it's a it's a new business. We'll tell you about it eventually here uh, on the podcast. But we really want to help you guys as clients and as therapists to be able to do this whole thing well, this whole therapy experience really well. And I know for a lot of people, there are some things that they don't know about how to do that, or it's like a lot to remember, or maybe they don't know the ins and outs of some of that. Um, and so we want to provide that as much as we can both from our learning experience from clients and also from our own experience as therapists as well, the things that we've done that have worked. And so as we uh, prepare for that and plan ahead in the next couple of weeks, we're going to be flying out over to uh, Georgia, Jekyll Island here for the Faith and Practice Conference with Whitney Owens. Um, We're going to be talking uh, a bit about helping clients to succeed in therapy which is obviously what this podcast is all about. I mean, we want you guys to, you know, to do this whole thing really well. And one of the things that Nathan brought up with me last night, because as you know, uh, many times before we record, we go out for drinks the night before and we kind of talk with each other about what's been going on and some of the ideas. And we'll also ask like our waiters and people around us or whatever. Hey, do you go to therapy? No, we don't do that, actually. Um, they just offer it up. <laughs> they do. It's true. <laughs> They're like, oh, you're a therapist. Tell me about this. <laughs> With my therapist, sometimes. That's true. That kind of stuff does happen. Um, but one of the things that came up was this idea of humility. And as we were talking about it, um, we wanted to kind of flesh it out for you and differentiate that from honesty and vulnerability. Because in the end, Humility is a really key component to making therapy successful and in order for you to get what you need out of it. And that might seem kind of weird as we were talking about it. I was like, wait, what? What is that even all about? But the more we talked about it, the more it's like, oh, yeah, wow, that is like really, really essential all the time. It's kind of like a fork in the road that you face over and over again at many points. And I want to just kind of set this up for you. And then, Nathan, you can jump in and um, share a little bit more around the background of this. But when you go to therapy, um, it's easy to understand. We've talked about this before, that you have to be honest and vulnerable about whatever's going on, the issues that you're facing. And in order to, to really see what's going on for yourself, it takes another person to look at you and, um, you know, to hear about what's going on and to make some observations and reflect those back. And that's essentially like the honesty and vulnerability process. Most of the time, we're, we, we know we want to get better, we want to be where we're at, but we can't get there, and there's some obstacle in our way. And it, we've said this before, it's usually ourselves. There's something in us 
that we can't see or we don't know or we haven't learned or some maybe even some dysfunctional way of behaving or coping that's like causing us to not be able to do that. So a therapist can help you to see that and uncover what it is and work through it, right? That's, again, all that honesty and vulnerability exposing you to the other person. But humility is this whole nother thing. Like after you've done that, you come to a fork in the road, right? With after all of that honesty and vulnerability, there's this fork in the road of like, okay, I need to make a decision. And that's where humility comes into play. And that's where I'm going to invite you, Nathan, to be humble (laughs) and share. (laughs) Oh, boy. So I looked up the definition of humility, actually, while you were talking to make sure that you were right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so you, okay, Enneagram one. So I, so yeah, oh, no. If you're a one, we still love and care love for you. you. Thank you for the right answers. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the right answer. Uh, humility, a modest or low view of one's own importance, humbleness. And their example is he needs the humility to accept that their way may be better. And that's kind of where we're going, right? So if you think about it, if you think about it, um, vulnerability, like you were saying, is kind of just saying what's actually going on. But but humility is actually then believing that this other person could help, right? So which is a, which is a interesting thing when you really think about it, because, I, you know, as therapists, a very common profile of a, of a client coming in. I just I just had this this week. Was um, girlfriend says, you know, hey, you need to go to therapy. Boyfriend's like, huh? And this goes on for a while um, because boyfriend's not going to go. And then finally, there's some, you know, rupture in the relationship of some kind. And everything's so bad that the boyfriend's like, oh, crap. Um, She's like, and you won't even go to therapy. And he's like, okay, nope, I'm going to go. Where where do you want me to go? So then they, you know, he shows up. Now that simple action is not maybe entirely humble in some ways, at least not to the therapist, but to the, to the lady, you can, you could say, you can make an argument like, okay, he's having a, in this way, a lower view of himself. He's like going to go ahead and go ahead and do it, but it can stop there. And in that same situation, even if the, even if the person is in there telling you like, as me, you know, the therapist, like the vulnerable things like, well, yes, I did say this to her. Yes. I blah, 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 whatever it is. That doesn't mean that he's going to receive anything from me at all. Right. And and it doesn't mean that any change is going to happen. In fact, sometimes what does end up happening is come in, you say those things, this happened, this happened. Maybe you hear, he would hear some things and say, Oh, that's interesting. You know, keep that in mind or whatever. But week after week after week, nothing is really ever changing because there is a lack of humility or because he has not intentionally chosen humility. Right. So in that, where this goes is like this gigantic uh, delusion really that's going on. Cause if you think of somebody, for example, the other side of this coin is arrogance, right? Somebody, they got it all, they have it. Well, typically that's the insecurity that they don't really have maybe even the presence of mind to actually look at themselves. Right. So this action of humility uh, opens us up to the idea that we don't know something about ourselves, And you often don't know how much you're actually avoiding uh, your own viewpoint, meaning like, well, maybe other pe- people's viewpoint. Yeah, that, that reminds me of an interesting story. Um, back when I first started in this field, I remember working as a facilitator for groups for domestic violence 
for guys that have been, uh, you know, charged with some sort of uh, DV offense or whatever. And so they're court mandated to be in these groups for X number of weeks um, in order to, you know, to satisfy the court requirements or whatever. And so <laughs> I remember that, you know, there's probably like, I don't know, eight to 12 guys in this group. And there's me and then there's this uh, female facilitator for this other perspective there. And uh, at the start of every group, you kind of go around and share a couple of things that are kind of standard for every group. You know, we want to get to know you. How was your week? But also, like, where are you at in some of these some of these areas that guys with DV, you know, struggle with or whatever? And so we're going around and week after week after week, everybody's kind of sharing and they're, you know, ups and downs, whatever. And there's this one guy. He's like. I don't know. I feel great. Everything was great this week. Work was great. Family was great. My kids are great. <laughs> like literally every week he's saying that. And then one week, I don't know. I don't even know how many weeks in it. Maybe it was four or five. It might've even been like three months in at some point, some guy <laughs> like boldly comes out and he's like, you know what? That's enough. Like, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. If I know myself and my story that I thought everything was okay. And then I'm here. And, and that told me like <laughs> something must not be okay. And so like, how can everything be great? And you're here legally required to be here, right? It's not an accident. And that's a great example. I think of somebody who had that arrogance, who was not able or willing to see something that everybody else in the group could see. It's funny, you know, those, those groups, um, <laughs> we were talking about this last night and, and I mentioned that DV group I was a part of years ago. Um, one story when because this is so crazy, but you talk about lack of humility, but also vulnerability. And this, what I'm going to say about this, you're going to be like, this is so hilariously dumb. Um, so this new person, we have probably about 15 people in there. And one of these guys that's in there is this humongous guy. I mean, like probably six, eight, you know, and he's got a long history of violence, quite frankly, terrifying dude. But He'd become like this little teddy bear and he was towards the end of the program. Okay. Like, so he knew like, like how the challenges were going to work. This new guy comes in and we know the story is, and like not to get too in the depths, but basically, I mean, it's all public information actually, but, but, um, he had apparently strangled his girlfriend on the couch. So that's, that's what we know from the police report. And we ask him, okay, so what happened? And this dude doesn't say anything for like a long time. And then he finally goes, well, I don't know. I was just walking down the hallway and her face hit my fist. <laughs> <laughs> like what? She put her neck into my hands. <laughs> <laughs> to which this humongous dude just starts laughing. <laughs> and he's like, you have a long way to go, bro. <laughs> so, like, it was just like, like this guy was this, this guy was not going to admit anything, you know, like he's not being honest with himself. He's not being honest with us. And as you can imagine, he's not going to be open to anything. But that's kind of an extreme way of how far it can go, because I mean, that obviously sounds dumb to you as you're listening, but this guy was not going to look at himself, was not going to happen. And part of that um, agreement to look at yourself is also opening yourself up to all these other viewpoints. And if you don't have more of a solid sense of self, you won't know like what to do with those viewpoints. It'll be scary, quite frankly. Yeah, generally speaking, as people, we want to see ourselves favorably, right? I mean, you want to think of yourself positively. Now, that doesn't mean you always do, 
but you you want to think of yourself as like okay i'm okay right and you want other people to accept you as okay as well but also generally speaking we've got all these defense mechanisms that we use and in in order to protect that like ego or in order to protect our our idea of ourselves and so generally speaking when you go when you talk with somebody else or you're sitting across from a therapist and all of a sudden you're sh- you're sharing stuff and then you see yourself in a way that maybe you didn't expect you would see or a way that you don't want to see yourself that's kind of more you know more ugly than you would like to admit or worst case scenario this is exactly the thing that you're fe- that you feared you're you're just like your mother or father or brother or whoever this person is and right then and there that's when like your ego is exposed it's kind of like yourself as you are is exposed now that again that there's no judgment there it doesn't mean you're good or bad it just might mean oh man i do these things and you know that's bad or that's not it's not helpful or whatever and so our defense mechanisms come up to protect us from seeing ourselves that way but the humility piece is choosing to not let that happen it's choosing to put down those defenses and say oh, that might be painful or that might be difficult to swallow. And I can feel it in my body The like, I want to close up and say, no, I don't want to think about that or, or receive it at all. But humility is saying, OK, but if that's the reality, then I need to start with how I really am and then go from there. Yeah. What you're really doing is you're you're opening yourself up to another point, another person's viewpoint as being valuable. So one little trick with this is just think of it this way you kind of probably imagine yourself to be um, somewhat maybe intuitive or a good sensor of what's going on in, in a room. You, somebody says something and you kind of know like, oh, they probably also blah, blah, blah. Or yeah, well, it looks like they might've had a bad day or whatever. People are doing the same thing about you and to you in their own mind. And um, that can be really creepy, but when you really start to understand and, and accept the fact that like you are more of an open book than you would like to imagine, it's it becomes a different conversation for you to choose humility is having that choice and then you have a you have a pathway to understand what's going on because you are open to what the other person is is the other person's viewpoint yeah and that doesn't necessarily mean that the other person's viewpoint is the right the only viewpoint right it, so like whatever you think and feel inside of yourself doesn't matter no that's still absolutely true it also means that there's this additional information about how you might be coming across or how other people might be experiencing you that you don't even realize. And again, that whole internal view of yourself, like um, you can go back to an earlier episode. I want to say it's like 20 or 30 is somewhere in there um, in our early days of podcasting where we talked about excuses and reasons, excuses. Uh, there's another one. Yeah, exactly. Reasons, excuses and how those things essentially can uh, like our intentions versus like the, the impacts mm-hmm. and how when you're looking at your own intentions inside, it can keep you from seeing the actual impacts outside of you. In other words, a perspective of yourself that from somebody else's viewpoint that you might not want to see. So going back to my, my main point here, you can get this feedback from a therapist and that's just more helpful information. Again, it's not the only one, but it's like, oh, wow, I didn't even realize that other people might also be experiencing this of me sometimes. Right. And I mean, really, you have to remember in all this that you have a self. You have a viewpoint also that's valid, right? I mean, that's true. We're not telling you to give that up. What we're saying is, is that 
other people also have a viewpoint that's valuable that doesn't overwrite yours, right? So like a therapist is an expert, but they are not an expert on you. You are an expert on you. They're kind of like, really a therapist is kind of an expert on normal, really. <laughs> what's what's normal? Yeah. And, and even an expert on um, kind of objectivity, like being able to say, OK, so I can see these things. You can see those things. And together, here's what we see collectively. So as therapists, when we're giving you feedback or when we're saying this about you, we're 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 not trying to say get rid of everything else you know about yourself. No, no, no. We want you to keep all that stuff. But we also want to share this with you and say, here's what we experience or here's what we observe. Is there any way this might resonate with you? Is there any way this might be true? Because we want to help you to adopt that as another viewpoint inside of yourself. We're also checking with you to make sure that it's accurate, you know, because sometimes we see something wrong or um, we come to the the wrong conclusions or whatever, um, or we have, you know, misinformation we misunderstand something or whatever. But generally speaking, we're trying to give you that information to help you so that you can see yourself in a more well-rounded way. Right. You know, I, um, there's another side of this, Aaron, actually, I'm realizing as we're going here, because the, the other side of the coin is the, the folks that it's not an action of humility, but they, they come in and assume that everything is like people can see everything. They actually have no vantage point. They are a horrible person and they're going to assert that, which which can look like a a humble thing. So they're being vulnerable. They're saying everything, but they're also then saying, this is why I'm horrible. Mm -hmm. So earlier when we were setting this up, it's kind of the other thing where you're not open to saying anything or, well, you don't, you're not open to other people's viewpoint. This is my viewpoint is invalid. What's yours. And these people still don't change either. Yeah, there's this guy, uh, Timothy Keller. He's a pastor in New York City. Um, he talks about superiority pride, kind of that arrogance you were talking about, where it's like, it's all about me, right? I'm blind to myself because I'm so great. But then on the other side, he can say, he said, you also can have this inferiority pride, which is what you're talking about, where I'm so bad that I, all I can see is myself. In both cases on either end of the spectrum, it's still all about me where there's this third path that's not even on that spectrum that's elsewhere that's like essentially getting off of it, which is humility. And that's not thinking less of myself, like, you know, I'm a maggot. (laughs) But it's thinking of myself less. I'm just not at I just I'm not I'm not on my own mind as much when I can look outside myself. I'm not as married to my own viewpoint as I might have been before with the pride issue that you're talking about. Right. You were not going to, as we're not going to end up finding a way to say to you as a client, um, you are just not okay, bro. There is something wrong with who you are. Right. I mean, that's not our goal. Our goal is to, is to basically go, Hey, let's look around in there. And, and also it's never true. It's never true that there's somebody out there that's like, you just fundamentally are bad. Right. Right. Exactly. Actually, it's funny, um, in light of that, that we did a thing on IFS a while back. Episode 50, I keep referring to it. <laughs> right. um, I looked it up. He's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, one of the things that was the challenge for the, the theorist, uh, Richard Schwartz, they kind of challenged him in, in the earlier days and said, like, well, there's some people, though, like, they're in prison and they are kind of evil. It's like, some horrible things. Yeah, yeah. They, don't, they might not actually have a self. Mm-hmm. You know, and so he actually went into the prison system and found out that like, nope, he's, he didn't find one person and talking with them that they could not get that he could not get into the place of self with 
there might have been it might have been a lot more difficult depending on what the defense mechanisms are and all that. But all that to say that what we're trying to say is we've spoke about vulnerability. You do have to be honest about what's going on with, with you, but you also are making a choice in the therapy process to be open to feedback and um and not because necessarily although it's it's a normal entry point like the therapist is an expert that's the only reason why i'm listening like okay well we hope that like if we can help you to realize that you are that we give you some good caring feedback that you can be open to other humans out there because as as a community we can grow we can we can like essentially lift each other up yeah i mean part of the what's happening when you come in is you and we all have this, right? When you come in for therapy, you're coming in with a distorted view of yourself, of other people, of the world, of relationships. And we're trying to get toward a more accurate viewpoint and perspective of that. That's based not just on your own viewpoint or your own feedback about yourself, but on yours, the therapist, your friends and family, your coworkers. And the more open you can be to that, the more accurate you're going to see yourself. And then also the more accurate you're going to see other people. When you have that for yourself, you're then going to give it away to other people. When you know what it feels like to get that feedback and how hard that might be, you're going to then translate that into how you interact with other people. You might give them feedback in a gentle way, um, help them see things about themselves because you realize how valuable that has been for you. But the whole point of this is that that takes humility, and that's a conscious choice over and over and over. So we thank you for listening. Be humble. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to our show. Don't forget to head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts to leave us a review and subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. You can also visit our website at www.shrinkthinkpodcast.com forward slash course and sign up for our free email course, Nine Ways to Overcome Fear and Self-Doubt. And you'll get nine weeks worth of customized, practical strategies you can use to get past the fear that's holding you back in your life. Thanks again for listening. 